Yeah. Like we always do with this. Yeah. Yeah, like we always do it this time I go for mine and made plans for yours Cause I got the shine Go bar for bar, go line for line Like Kobe in 99, I'm so close to prime Bad bitch by my side, I'm so close behind We living in a moment, there's no post to bind You think there was a deal that I'm supposed to sign The game's just a mountain that I'm supposed to climb I remember man, 11 years old when I made it to go Up in Fairville, I related to cold Hello and welcome back to Film Soliloquy That's right, Film Soliloquy back again for what we're going to dub season two uh so uh, with me uh, of course my name is jeff with me is my co-host we back baby jason we back it was my fault Uh, we back all right so i hit the lottery we got some news right up front let's take care of business when we last left you uh jason had uh, let's run down the rules real quick all right so jason and i exchange movies that uh, we've seen, but the other person has not seen. The person who is watching the movie they've never seen before gets exclusive rating rights that the party submitting the movie has to stick by. For example, uh, Jason loves Harold and Kumar. He <laughs> gave me that movie. I've never seen it. I gave it, what, a D minus? Shit. Probably. Anyway, something <laughs> like that. So in, in Jason's everyday life, when they say, hey, Harold and Kumar, what do you think? I think D minus. <laughs> yeah, well, about. we have to check the list. Yeah, anyway, so the, the ratings matter. And um, or, so like Jason and I think that John Wick is one of the best action movies ever made. And it's a C plus. Go look in the vault uh, yep. to find out why we think it's a C plus. Uh, so another thing that we left you with was. Jason and I had a little wager about packing lunches to work and not spending money between the hours of eight and five on snacks. <laughs> uh, we have a winner and the winner is Jason. <laughs> I, I have lost the bet. So if you don't remember if Jason lost, he was going to have to watch the movie stay. And if I lost, I'm going to have to watch The Hangover Part 3, keeping in mind that I don't like hango- The Hangover, and, and I've never seen The Hangover 2. You've never seen 2. So he's seen one, hated it, which is baffling to me. And he's going straight to 3, which I hate that movie. Now, based on our hiatus, I'm not going to subject myself to that movie unless we produce three timely and consistent episodes. This is one. Mm-hmm. Ain't got to worry about After that. After the third one <clears throat> drops, I will record my review. I will watch Hangover 3 and present you with my review. But You know what I should have said? I should have said you can't rent it or buy it digitally. You got to buy a physical copy. I should have put that in the rules, but oh well. I'll just shoplift. <laughs> you going down to the local video store? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll find a copy, some buried. I should have got one from like the Friends of the Library book sale. (laughs) You could just steal it from the public library. They don't care. You blow up the bathroom all the time. So, wait, what? All right. Um. So, without further ado, you blew it up. Movies. How many episodes (laughs) you blow up this the public library bathroom with Elliot inside all this stuff? Just once. You're referencing a a podcast that no one listens to. Um, I listen. The. the last thing is that Jason and I exchange movies at the end of every episode. Uh, so Jason, last time we recorded, gave me the movie Gone Girl, and I gave him the movie National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Uh, Jason, you said you want me to go first? Yeah, because mine's going to be pretty short, man. I mean, you can't really... I could literally talk about all the all the punchlines and all the stuff that happens in there. It would take the... There's every scene is a crazy punchline. So, yeah, man, you got you got a lot to discuss on yours. Mine's going to probably be pretty short. All right. Uh, As always, we do put the time codes in the um, descriptions uh, so you can bounce around if you don't want any of these movies spoiled, because we do go into great detail and spoil everything. With that said, if you have not seen Gone Girl, do not listen to my review. Skip to Jason's. And go watch Gone Girl, mm, and then come I, back. I like what it's because 
Uh, well, it's amazing. It's amazing. Listen, just hold it in. All right. God, you make me want to give good movies bad ratings with your arrogance. Uh, so not in your jeans, man. I know you. I'm not a liar. Uh, again, uh, spoiler warning for Gone Girl. It, the, Gone Girl is one of those movies that really benefits by going in blind. Uh, so that, please, if you have any interest, that was the go beauty back. of it, right? So, like, if you know anything about this movie, it's not going to be that good because there's a huge now, twist. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. There's a big Shyamalan style twist, although done better than some of Shyamalan's twists. And done um, like right in the middle of the damn movie, <laughs> not at the yeah, end. The, yes, there's a hard right turn mid movie. So go watch it. I've said enough. I'm going to jump into the the review. Uh, Gone Girl was directed by David Fincher. It stars um, Ben Affleck and um, why am I blanking? Uh, Rosamund Pike. It also has Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry, um, your boy, and I think that's all the big names. Um, uh, yeah, so that other, is a th- the, the detective is a big name, but I forget her name. Yeah, so this is a thriller uh, movie. Uh, it starts off with Ben Affleck <clears throat> uh, going to a bar that he owns with his sister. And his sister and him, it's the anniversary with his wife, who's played by Rosamund Pike. But he's there with his sister, who uh, they discuss the troubles in his marriage and that he's not, you can tell that he's not fond of his wife anymore. And, uh, but on their anniversaries, she sets up like a scavenger hunt with these little clues uh, to go, you know, look for things to see how much he knows about her. So he goes home. And now, full disclosure, what you were talking about before, Jason, going in blind, uh, I've watched this movie a second time because it's been so long since we last, I last watched it. So I had to refresh everything and it still is excellent. And when you know what's going to happen, it makes, it takes a lot of the tension away in the mystery, but there's still a lot of stuff to, to lean on and uh, focus on that's really interesting. So he gets home and uh, someone has been in his house. His uh, co- his coffee table in the living room is turned over and broken and uh, some things have been smashed and he cannot find his wife, uh, whose name is Amy. Uh, now, this movie amazing is one Amy. of those one- amazing Amy. This is one <laughs> of those movies that cuts back and forth uh, from past to present. So I'm probably going to skip some things or maybe get some things out of order, but essentially i'll just run down sort of the past uh it's it the stuff in the past deals with them meeting uh you find out that she has some less than loving parents like they're sort of um results-based parents like they have the wrong kind of pride in their child uh almost like i guess like stage parents would do you know like yeah pageantry stage parents yeah and and so her parents have written these books about her called the amazing amy books and there's a scene where she discusses that all the things that happened and were good and amazing amy's life in the books were the opposite of her experience like she always wanted a dog she never got one but amazing amy got one uh she failed to be on the soccer team but it amazing amy was amazing at soccer uh so you learn that she's got bad parents they go through them meeting each other and kind of establishing their early relationship and that's pretty much all the flashbacks really go through i don't think there's anything else that important there ben affleck calls the police when he realizes his wife is missing and it's clear that someone's been inside his home uh the two officers come one of them has what i would describe as a punchable face (laughs) you talking about the guy (laughs) yes this guy it's just that guy in high school who played baseball and i apologize to any baseball players but the baseball players in high school i knew had punchable faces they just with their comb overs oh so this movie's the bringing other... my childhood memory. 
So the other detective is, uh, let me find the actress's name because she's excellent in the movie. Um, yeah, she's actually a big name actress, but you know me. Yeah, I'm Kim terrible with Dickens. That. Yeah, she's great. So she, she plays was also an episode de- of The Office back in the day. Yeah, I don't remember. You've watched The Office more than I have. Uh, she plays the, the lead detective who is actually very smart and very savvy. Uh, As she walks around, she finds the first clue, which it actually is an envelope that says clue one on it. And it's actually for him. That's the first clue in his scavenger hunt that his wife has set up for him on his anniversary. Um, They find little blood spatters in the kitchen um, and just various things that are kind of suspicious that point to Ben Affleck as being a suspect uh they ask a lot of questions one of them uh is does she have any friends we can talk to and uh, you discover that no she does not they moved here when his mom got breast cancer from new york she was a new yorker and she hesitantly moved to uh, iowa or missouri maybe i some small place compared to new york city um and she kind of resents him for it. And you, you see just sort of their marriage breakdown. He kind of gets, after his mom dies, he gets really lazy. And you see him playing video games. And he used to be a writer, but he's not anymore. And he just kind of lost his luster for life. Uh, you find out that he has a mistress. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, how do we do too. this? Is it? I might edit that one out. (laughs) Yeah, you better. (laughs) You're editing, so it's up to you what makes it in. Uh, So they go, there's various clues um, that really keep pointing to uh, Ben Affleck. Like, he's got a ton of debt that he says he never ran up. Uh, He says, my wife's not pregnant. He says she has no friends. Well, the detective in all of her searching finds this woman that lives in the neighborhood that says, I'm her best friend. Evans has pictures of her and uh, Amy together. And she says, no, she was pregnant. Uh, They call the doctor and the doctor says, yep, she's pregnant. So everything (laughs) that Ben Affleck says isn't true. There's evidence for it being true. Uh, eventually, he's following the, the trail of these um, clues. One of them ends him up at his dad's house. Uh, who his dad's like crazy and in a mental institution or something or an old folks home or something. And you can tell the way that um, ben Affleck and his sister talk about their dad. That's touchy subject, right? Um, he was not a good father. Um, and since they lost their mother, you know, all they have left is this guy they don't really like. Uh, so the clue that he finds at his dad's place leads him to the woodshed next to his sister's place. When he opens the shed, he sees all the stuff that he supposedly ran up for debt in this shed placed there by his wife. And it's at this moment, he is certain that he's being screwed with by none other than Amy. So the mm-hmm. twist here and he had is that, that Amy, she, she even put that toy there too, the little punching toy. Yeah. We'll get to, that's like a toy that has to do. I didn't really make the connection. <clears throat> But apparently they make a connection between this toy and the fact that I believe it's Missouri has the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So she has faked her death in order to get her husband killed and, and guilty for murder. She so you cut you do like a hard, this movie takes a hard right turn. They find this stash hard yeah, right turn. Bumps getting goosebumps just even remembering the story is so damn good man they cut to her on the highway she's driving away and she explains all the setup 
She explains draining her blood. She explains befriending this neighbor. The in dumb secret. idiot neighbor. <laughs> yeah, the she dumb idiot neighbor who happens to be pregnant and she breaks her own toilet so that when the pregnant woman comes over and pees in her toilet, she can just fish that out and send that in as a pregnancy test sample. Uh, and they go through more and more of all the setup. It's very elaborate. It's very well done. And it, it changes the tone of the movie. So now it's not a murder mystery anymore. As the viewer, you know that Ben Affleck is innocent. And his sister knows that he's innocent. Although up until this point, she had been doubting him. But now that she sees this stash of stuff, she knows that Amy's messing with him. Uh, so Amy goes to like this, not really trailer park, but like a, a, an apartment place and lives there. Befriends a neighbor, but is really just trying to stay low key. Cuts her hair, dyes it a different color. Uh, she also gives herself too, a- that she's going to kill herself. She actually yes. really is going to kill herself. Yeah, so a part of it is that she's going to kill herself and throw herself in a river. And that will be, when they have the body, they'll be able to prosecute Ben Affleck. So she befriends these this this woman here who has a boyfriend that she says she hates. Um, and one day they're out playing like mini golf together. And Amy has like a pouch that she keeps underneath her dress that's filled with cash and it falls out one time and this couple sees it and they just kind of play it off. Hey, Miss Moneybags. The next like day they force their way into Amy's apartment and rob her. They take all of her cash. Mm -hmm. So now Amy is broke. Uh, At some point she decided that she wasn't going to kill herself. Uh, She said, you know, Hey, I'm not going to kill myself. Screw him. You know, he's the one that needs to suffer. So, um, her plans now have to change because she no longer has any money. And they talk about how let's bounce back just real quick to Ben Affleck. He has, uh, employed Tyler Perry, who is this well-known lawyer at helping men get off for like all kinds of stuff. He's like the Johnny Cochran in the movie. Right. And Ben Affleck, hunts him down, finds him, says, Hey, I need you. And Tyler Perry's like, yeah, I figured you'd come and see me because this is getting national <laughs> media attention. Um, Tyler Perry's great. And is there a in this like movie? Half a million dollars too. It's a hundred thousand, isn't it? It's a hundred thousand. Yeah. Something like that. Some, a lot of money. Um, they, I don't even know if he ends up paying him. I, f- I feel like at the end of the day, Tyler Perry just took the case for the publicity because it was a huge news story. Like they have this, what's that woman that has her own new show? Grace, Nancy Grace, Nancy Grace. There's a Nancy Grace style character in this movie. And that's I just, hate, Oh, I hate that character. Cause it reminds me it, of Nancy Grace. <laughs> she's slamming. I mean, it's a modeled after her and she's slamming and, uh, just tearing down Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's basically Nancy Grace is the type of newscaster. There were innocent, you know, innocent by uh, you're innocent before you're proven guilty, right? That's how you say it. Well, you're innocent guilty before. No, well, yeah, well, she you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, but in hers, you're guilty no matter what. (laughs) Right. That's why. Yeah, I hate her. So she's tearing them down, talking about how great. Amy is doesn't even know her anyway. Um, so one of the things that Tyler Perry recommends is, are there anybody that can be character witnesses against her? And she mentions two ex-boyfriends. There was a rich guy that would do anything for her that was obsessed with her. And then there's another guy, um, that she had a restraining order on. Ben Affleck goes to meet this guy who's got the restraining order and he tells a story about how she had uh, accused him of rape, tied like bands to herself and like simulated that she had been raped and then pressed charges against him. And he actually had to do instead of going to jail, he was able to do a plea bargain that it was sexual assault. And now his life is ruined because he can't get a job. And when he moves into a neighborhood, he has to tell everyone that he's a sexual offender and 
you know, it just kind of reiterates that this isn't a one-time thing for Amy. She's done this before. Uh, he tries to go talk with this rich boyfriend who's played by Neil Patrick Harris, but Neil Patrick Harris is not interested in talking to him. Um, and they just kind of close the doors in his face. So nice we're cutting back. Too. What's that? Some nice ass doors to his houses. Damn. Yeah, this dude is super rich. So we cut back to Amy. Uh, she's got no money, no place to go. She can't afford rent. She's sleeping in her car. Uh, so she calls Neil Patrick Harris and he, of course, who's still in love with her, finds her at like a bar or a casino or someplace, picks her up and takes her home. So I did mention that Ben Affleck has a mistress and this mistress is like 20 and he started dating her when she was like 18 or 19 at a college course that he taught. And, uh, so this is super scandalous, especially now he's, he's, you know, a, a suspect in a murder case and now he's got this mistress. But, uh, one of the things that, uh, Tyler Perry says, you need to get in front of this. You need to go public with this mistress before your mistress goes public because it's a ticking time bomb. It's going to happen. Um, so as he's about to go public with it, his mistress goes public first. And so they have to rebound. Uh, so he says, you know what? He knows that if he's on the TV, he can talk. He understands Amy and the kind of person she is. And he's able to get a message out by being on TV and the way he talks that sort of like, I guess courts Amy back into wanting to be with him again. Yeah. But I've taken, only because she, <clears throat> he's like, I'll take you to the woodshed. So it's basically showing that he that he he found the stuff. He knows mm-hmm. she's alive. <laughs> yeah. And so something about this just turns her on or something. So she's ready to go back to him, but she can't just show up, right? She's been missing for days. And there's this scene in her house where things are overturned and uh there's actually a place where they find uh, where some blood used to be and you see that she drained her own blood and poured it on the floor and then cleaned it up uh, yeah, she's so manipulative man she's so oh my god she's yeah <laughs> she amazing amy is one of the best villains in a movie uh, she's a she's amazing she's rosamund pike is so good okay so now we really start getting into the dark stuff so she has this guy, Neil Patrick Harris, that just loves her and he's trying to take care of her. He's like, you don't need to worry about anything. You're completely safe. I've got cameras everywhere. I'm going to do everything for you. And he's got the super amazing house. And he's about to go to work and he's about to walk out the door and she grabs him, kisses him really hard, bites him on the lip and he starts to bleed. Then she ruffles his hair and untucks his shirt and you're like, okay. And as he steps out the door, you see him outside, his cameras catching him, fixing his hair, checking the bite on his lip, tucking his pants back in and, and then taking off. And then she puts like wine on her dress, but it looks like blood. And she purposefully gets in front of the camera and is like showing that she's been assaulted. Mm-hmm. So possible, she knows uh, that. carriage too. Well. Obviously, she's Uh, not pregnant. Right, because she's not really pregnant. So this also will explain the miscarriage or why she's not pregnant when she comes back into the real world. Uh, She does some unspeakable things to herself to create evidence of sexual assault. Um, And then Neil Patrick Harris comes home. She goes up to him. I want you. I want you bad. And pulls him into the bedroom and he's trying to take it slow because Neil Patrick Harris's character is really a lover. He's not a hit it and quit it kind of guy. He's really interested in Amy, but she's being like voracious. No, do it now. Take me now. He's like, let's slow down a little bit. But she pushes so hard. Eventually his hormones take over. And he's like, all right. And they start having sex as he's climaxing. 
she has a box cutter and slits his throat all the way across. <laughs> Blood everywhere. It's in gruesome detail. He's bleeding everywhere. Uh, she's got like over. a... Yeah, flips him over. He dies. She's got blood on. She's got like a white nightgown on or a really light colored nightgown. And there's blood all over her. And I know I'm skipping to some scenes here or there, but we're kind of, this well, is like, really the bulk. Of, yeah, like when, so as soon as, don't forget this part too. Like as soon as she's done, you know, she killed him, he's bled out. And you, she does this like a little twitch in her neck. Like she resets mm-hmm. herself. Like, did you notice that in the film? Like she just like has a, like a brain aneurysm that she just resets and she's like, oh, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's clearly a sociopath. And that's yes. one of the things in this movie that when I first started watching, I thought Rosamund Pike was kind of wooden. There was something unnatural about her acting. And when you get to this point in the movie, you realize she's a sociopath. And it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Like, her acting early on is like without feeling. It's just very direct. And uh, it's matter of fact is the term I want to use. And it fits the character once you realize that she's kind of crazy and a, a sociopath. So the next morning, I would say, Ben Affleck gets up, goes out his front door, and pulling into his parking, into his driveway, is amazing Amy. And she's got blood all over her still. She goes up and hugs him. And he says either like, I can't remember exactly, but he basically goes, you crazy bitch or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Because, (laughs) but he knows that he needs to kind of play into this because he's wanted for murder. Um, (laughs) And so she comes home and, and her story is, Hey, I was held by Neil Patrick Harris. You know, he abducted me. He raped me. Uh, You know, I had to kill him to get out of there. And the detective, the lead detective, she's not buying it. She is very savvy. And a lot of things are not making sense to her. And she starts to believe um, Ben Affleck when he's like, yeah, she set this up. This is what she did, A, B, and C. So they're interviewing Rosamund Pike, and she's in the she's trying to create a case for Rosamund being kind of guilty of this fraud. And all the other police are like, "Can't you see she's been through so much? Stop pressuring her so hard, you know." And and mm-hmm. Rosamund Pike does a great job playing the victim. And there's this really great shot that's that kind of just ties up what makes this movie wonderful is. Uh, do you feel comfortable and safe going home with your husband? And <laughs> he looks at her and she looks back, he waves and she waves back. And it's just like, Oh Lord, like this is just broken. Uh, so he gets her home and he's like, you need to tell me the truth. You killed that guy or something like that. She goes, I need to make sure you're not wearing a wire. Yeah, so man. Get... Oh my gosh. She is so, oh, she's so methodical. <laughs> yeah. So they both get in the shower, butt naked. So she knows there's no wire. She kind of tells him everything. And she's manip. She's saying, Hey, you know, I have control over you. You know, you he's can't like, leave no. me now. He's like, no, I'm leaving you. <laughs> she's like, you can't because how's that going to look if, you know, your victim of a wife comes home and you take off, yep. you know, and later, you know, the, this, what, what, what was the reporter's name? Something Grace. Well, I mean, Nancy Grace is the real, is yeah. the real person, but I forgot. Right. The, so this Nancy name. Grace character is coming over to do an interview and she, uh, she comes, <laughs> yeah, she comes in the door. And one of the things that was bought on his credit card was a robot dog. And she brings a robot cat to go with it. Yeah. it but he never bought it. He didn't want this thing. Uh, Rosamond bought it for him. So, uh, or Amazing Amy. So he goes upstairs and is like, listen, they're downstairs. And there's a gift for you on the counter. Open it. Okay. He opens it. It's a, it's a pregnancy test that shows positive. And he's like, I haven't touched you like they have not slept in the same bed together much less been intimate where she'd be able to be pregnant with his kid 
And she's like, yeah, so? And he's like, I, I want a paternity test. And she's like, nah. <laughs> you know? and, and for the first time in the movie, he gets violent with her. Like, he throws her against the wall, and he's like, stop controlling me! You know, he loses it. He snaps. Yeah. But she talks him. Yeah, talks him down, says, you know, hey, this is your life now. You're, you're mine. And they go downstairs, and he plays for the camera. And one of the things, this movie has the same opening line and scene is at the beginning and the end. The beginning is, I, I want to, like, crack your brain open and unspool your brain and figure out what you're thinking. And it makes him sound like a him sound like a psychopath at the beginning of the movie. When you get to the end of the movie and he says it, you're like, oh, he really wants to know what the heck's going on in there. And if, you know, he cracks her brain in the process, you know, he's under this sort of hand of hers. So that's the movie. Uh, before I rate it, uh, anything you want to add? No, I just think all the acting on there is just phenomenal. Um the, the one scene I really like, too, is when they're sitting in the, like, I guess, a restaurant and you have Tyler Perry's character and the mm-hmm. detective. And and uh, he's basically saying, hey, you know, they they all know that Amazing Amy did this on purpose and that she's just sick and sadistic. And they all know there's nothing he can do about it. <laughs> yep. and, and he's like, and then he, he quotes, and I'm not going to curse on it, but he's like, you guys have the most effed up relationship I've ever seen. <laughs> And it's uh, like, hey, just stick with her and don't piss her off. Cause, yep, don't piss her yeah, off. Don't piss her off. <laughs> uh, oh, so great. where does this movie land? Uh, this movie is A+. It's so good. I highly recommend it to anyone listening. Uh, hopefully you have not listened to the spoilery review because uh, you've done yourself a disservice if you have. But man, is Gone Girl good. It's really excellent. Yep, I figured. I figured you'd love it, man. Yeah. I was excited. I was excited six months ago when I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I in turn gave you a nice. See, there's this joke. We got these. These. You give me these long movies, man, and I give you these ninety-minute comedies, and that's what I did. I give you a nice, light ninety-minute comedy. 86 to be exact <laughs> oh man i'm too generous i'm gonna find you're gonna watch the the dang uh, pride and prejudice from the bbc that's like 600 minutes Ugh. Ugh. it's really good <laughs> i might have to find one of those uh one of those books in the library <laughs> Give <them a> <laughs> just read the book instead <laughs> Cliff notes, that's what it is. <laughs> Give them cliff notes. Cool, man. Yeah. A plus. I'm all about it. I like it. Alright, so the movie you given me six months ago. <laughs> did you watch it twice? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I watched it uh I don't want to incriminate myself, but I watched it pretty recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's Loaded Weapon One, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. It's uh, there's a bunch of people in this movie. Um, I, I mean, obviously you got Emilio Estevez, you got Samuel L. Jackson, Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim, I'm already like thinking of the scene in the beginning. He's dressed up as a freaking Girl Scout. <laughs> yeah, wilderness girls, grown man with a full beard. And she's treat. Oh, all right. So you got. So yeah. So Lakendra, if you're listening to this, this anyone who I have another podcast called Every Comedy Ever, and we discussed Tim Curry there. She didn't know who he was. Here's another movie for you to check out, Lakendra. She didn't know who Tim Curry was, but she never mm-hmm. seen Home Alone two. Never seen. <laughs> well, she wild. has now. Uh Tim. Yeah, Tim Curry. Mike. <laughs> Tim uh, Curry's amazing. The when he's dressed up as a girl. <laughs> Lace cocaine cookies. <laughs> oh god. Whoopi Goldberg's in it who dies pretty immediately in the movie. I'll get to that. Um one of the other main villains who it just William Shatner <laughs> with this horrible accent is basically doing an accent of how I would do one. Straight terrible. <laughs> I mean you got 
I don't know if Denise Richards was famous yet. This movie was released in 1993. I don't know if she was famous yet. It seems like she would have been in 1993. But she literally uh, says no lines in this movie. She's like, she was behind the guy in the piano. In the, she like was a, behind Dennis Leary? Yeah, uh-huh. <clears throat> so, I mean. She Dennis dies. Leary's another person in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm spoiling already. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. John Lovitz. Um, John Lovitz, uh, Emilio Estevez's brother, who I looked that up. That's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I ain't know that. They have Charlie Sheen names. is in this. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's in it. He's oh, the one. that's right. He's the valet. He's the valet guy. Uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis's trailer gets blown up. <laughs> <laughs> He's waving the like a, a flat. Was it underwear or a shirt? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was like underwear. <laughs> He's waving it. And then the guy in the hell oh my god, I'm like skipping all over this movie. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> it has to be talked about because yeah, this is a slapstick thing. Every scene is just outrageous. And he's waving his like his his underwear as a white flag. And you know, over the intercom, this helicopter just destroyed his trailer. And uh, he's like, Hey, is this is this eighty eighty eight ten, you know, Beach Boulevard? He goes, No man, this is eighty eight oh eight. Eighty eight ten is two blocks down. <laughs> He's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> he goes, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Just look at his destroyed trailer. Anyway, this whole movie is, is ridiculous. So what it is, it's making fun of like buddy cop movies. Now, unfortunately, I know I'm doing this movie a disservice because I have not seen uh, any of the Lethal Weapon movies except for the last one with on Jet the- Li. Yeah. Uh, but you haven't seen the original one. Yeah, I didn't see because there's four of them, right? There's one, two, three, four. Yeah. I know... The third one introduces Joe Pesci, uh, which I haven't seen. And then the fourth I want to say Pesci. the second one. Let No, the second one has Joe Pesci. The third one introduces Rene Russo. The fourth right. one introduces Chris Rock. And Jet Li, yep. Because Chris Rock is, is marrying his, well, he didn't know that, but he's going to be marrying his daughter or something like that. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I know I'm doing a movie a disservice. However, I do know there's a lot of scenes correlated and making fun of that movie. Like, there's a scene in, um, where Emilio, uh, Emilio Estevez is clearly supposed to be Mel Gibson's character mm-hmm. in, um, in that movie. And Samuel Jackson is Danny Glover. <clears throat> so, I know there's a, there's a scene where uh, Emilio Estevez busts into his house and he's upstairs, and uh, Samuel Jackson's taking a dump. And I know in Le- one of the Le- <laughs> one of the Lethal Weapon movies, he he's taking a dump, and someone put a bomb there, so that's why he can't leave the toilet. But in this one, he's just straight up taking a dump. <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I get stuff like that. It's it's it is. It's like, it's, are you okay? Yeah, taking a shit. <laughs> and then they just cut the scene. <laughs> And again, man, you you guys have to watch this movie because there's just so many outlandish stuff that I'm gonna skip over. I mean, even in the beginning, there. Well, something I like is it says, you know, like in every movie, if you're if you're panning over a city, it'll tell you where it's at. It'll be like Los Angeles, but on this one, it just goes a little bit further. They'll say Los Angeles, and then they'll say night. And then it'll say 67 degrees and clear, right? <laughs> and then they go to a house who happens to be, uh, it's uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character, um, Billy York. That's her name. And it, it shows the house and it says house. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let me, let me get to the premise of the movie. Anyway, it's long story short. Uh, it's in Los Angeles. The detective Billy York, who is, I guess, the way Samuel L. Jackson says she's retired from the force. Is murdered by a wilderness girl. <laughs> uh, is is Tim Curry dressed up as a wilderness girl, who um, and Billy York's character possesses a microfilm that has, I guess, the recipe to turn cocaine into cookies. <laughs> yeah, I mean that should just tell you right the whole there that what this movie is about. It's crazy. <laughs> and that opening scene, they like deliberately play to the camera. She's like. Are you talking about the microfilm that disguises cocaine as harmless little cookies? Yes. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, she, well, I, for, I forgot what the what, what the dialogue is over there, but like she obviously gives some some type of information, and Jeff knows the the words better than I do, or the 
Yeah. <laughs> so she tells him like a piece of information. He thanks and he shoots her. I'm like, oh, damn, she's he got she got shot. And she, she falls down grunting. And he goes, wait a second. Is that and you can go ahead with it, Jeff. Is yeah. That... <laughs> so who do I need to Dan McQuacken? And he goes, thank you. And he shoots her. And she goes, wait, is that Doug McQuacken or Dan McQuacken? Dan McQuacken. Thank you. <laughs> shoots, shoots her again. again. And he's like, wait, does he live on Alpine or Oak? Alpine. <laughs> and then as he's walking out the door, she goes, wait, wait, park on 40th Street. You'll never find a spot on Alpine. Thank you. You have been most cooperative. <laughs> and then shoots her again. <laughs> and then she dies. <laughs> yeah. And then so the next next scene is um a bunch of cops over there. It's a murder, it's a murder scene, which it's actually being treated as a suicide. <laughs> so all the cops <laughs> in there are just inept, right? And so they're getting there, they turn her over, and it's like, oh yeah, she clearly committed suicide. It's <laughs> to me there's bullet holes on her chest. <laughs> Clearly shot from a distance. <sighs> there's a Man. scene. There's a, a a joke that happens twice. First one's in the scene. He goes, uh, you know, Samuel Jackson comes in and his like part, his detective friend is like scratching his head and he's like, "All right, what do we got?" And he goes, "I don't know, dandruff, dry, itchy scalp." And he goes, "Oh, <laughs> have you tried this?" And it's just head and shoulders. He goes, "But chief, you don't have dandruff." I know. I know. <laughs> There's a later scene where he's like, uh, what do we got? And he goes, and he pulls his shoe off and this guy's foot sets on fire. He goes, ah, I got this dry itching, cracking and it burning. And he goes, well, what the hell do you expect? Your foot's on fire. <laughs> oh, man. I could I, talk about this movie all day, but go ahead. Yeah, this is the type of movie. It, it would definitely be. I mean, I'm gonna watch it again because I really enjoyed the film. And there's a bunch of movies. Like I know you don't enjoy The Hangover, but there's movies that me and Jeff can quote all the time. Like Twenty One Jumps, uh, no Twenty Two Jump Street. Um, the other guys. The other guys we can quote all yes, day. Man. Dumb and Dumber. Yes, man. This movie, if I watched it enough, I can quote it all day with them. And it's actually funny, Jeff. You know, we 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 go back and forth with quotes all the time. And there's this one time, <clears throat> I want to say it was a while back, and this is well before we even did the podcast, where I said something like, I wanted to be smart. You know, I try to, in my in my everyday life, I try to sound more intelligent than Jeff, which is actually really hard to do. He's a really smart guy. And I remember incorporating quid pro quo in my sentence. And Jeff did a quote. He was like, oh, that means I'm, pre-, I'm like, he's like, oh, that means I'm pretentious. And I, it went straight yeah. over my head. But this is actually a quote from that from that movie, which I finally got. I laughed hysterically at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Quid pro quo. What's that mean? It means I'm pretentious. Yeah, there's a there's a Hannibal Lecter style character in this. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's making fun of a lot of movies. Oh, Basic Instincts. I never seen that movie either. Yeah, and it's and I know obviously because everyone Kathy knows Island, scene. another star. Mm-hmm. You can, everyone knows that scene in Basic Instincts where she's in her chair and <clears throat> opens up, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so they <laughs> every they male knows that scene. Every heterosexual male knows that scene. Hey man, there's some people, there's some ladies out there that may like that too, man. You know, this they out well, there. Well, that's true. I liked it. here we go again (laughs) do you sleep in the nude only when i'm naked (laughs) yeah only when i'm naked so yeah how do you uh, feel about the designated oh well so that are you keep going i there's another scene i want to go over but oh no i was gonna say i do some there's some dumb quotes on here too that i've done and and jeff can probably hit me on this there's some stupid stuff i say in my everyday life but one of them is what general General Mortars, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he gets confused with. She's like, "Oh, the, you know, I own a Buick. No, not Motors. General Mortars. <laughs> anyway, Mortars, Mortars." <laughs> and so they're actually trying to buy, um, you know, the these cookies. And he was like, "All right, um, for you, you have to take uh, to, you have to take uh, all of our shipment right now." And he's like, "I'll take half the payment now, half the payment tomorrow, and half on delivery." <laughs> <laughs> Just stupid. There's this movie is full of stupid stuff like that. It's awesome. Well, uh, there, I love this movie. So they, there's one time you're looking for the Billy York's killer, and they go into this place, 
and he's like, uh, "Do you know? Do you know Billy York?" He goes, "I don't know. I have to see a picture." So <laughs> yeah. Samuel Jackson pulls a T-shirt out with a picture of Whoopi Goldberg on it, lays it down. He goes, "Is that, is that her?" her picture? He goes, no, "No, that's her picture." <laughs> and then he goes, "Oh, I, well, we go, I haven't seen her." And then he pulls the gurney out with her dead body on the. <laughs> On yeah, and pulls the sheet back, and he goes, "Well, that one's a little out of focus." <laughs> yeah, this is a little blurry. But the scene I want to talk about is John Lovett's character. He plays a snitch, uh, and they go. How many times does so, he die in that damn movie? Right, <laughs> just once, right? Yeah, I think he, he just one. dies the once. Yeah, that's right. But the reason Jason's saying that is he dies in the movie, but then he shows up later in the movie. And they're like, what the hell are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. Uh, I thought this was the sequel. As if that mattered somehow. But, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this... I'm done, man. This is the movies. You gotta, you guys gotta watch it. I'm sorry I didn't put the little spoiler thing up front. But it's, there's really nothing to spoil. You just, just have yourself a good laugh. You're gonna love this movie. <clears throat> you have anything you want to add before I actually give it a leather grade? I think we've covered it. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I hope it does become one of those movies that ends up in our vernacular. Uh, it will Because be, I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch this A-minus movie again. Oh! I did not. When I gave it. Oh, I did not expect an A. Dang. Uh, yeah. Wow. I love it. I, you talking about it makes me want to watch it right now. So. <laughs> it's I, hilarious. It's, and it's, it's one of those things. I can just turn a comedy on. You know, one of my favorites, and just watch it over and over again. And that's what's crazy. I mean, you know me, man. I, I don't like anything that's made a long time ago. I'm like, oh, it's old. It must suck. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's, I'm, I'm sad that I never saw this movie a long time ago because I loved Hot Shots. And this is basically kind of like Hot Shots. And then. I thought um, you hadn't seen Hot Shots. Isn't it on the list? I've seen Hot Shots, man. Everyone's seen Hot Shots. Okay. For some reason. Okay. And then um, I'm going to get you sucker is another one of these type movies. Mm. So, yep. That's good. I, I'm sad that I missed out on this a long time ago. Well, I got a lot of other slapstick comedies on our list that I can give you. Um, this is one of my favorites, though. Good movie. Good pick. All right. I guess it's time to reveal next week's films. That's one down, JB. Two more to go. And then I got to watch. Hangover Part 3. <laughs> so, who you want to go first? All right. As Jeff has looted again, we had a little bit of banter back and forth before actually, actually recording the episode. And I do give Jeff some good movies, but they are lengthy movies. Man, are <laughs> and they it's just, long. And it's just not, it's not like I'm purposely choosing length. It's just, these are just good ass movies. They just happen to be long. You know what I'm saying? And this one is 169 minutes. <laughs> I hate uh, you, man. <laughs> it's a good movie though. All right. So this movie, I'm, I really look forward to this review because this movie has to be interpreted and it's, it's a very smart film. Um, it's directed by Christopher Nolan, right? Wait, and what Christopher Nolan movie have I not seen? Yeah, that's what's shocking to me, man. You haven't seen this. It's Christopher Nolan, has Matthew McConaughey, and Anne Hathaway. It is Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Shocking you haven't seen this. Movie. It's a long, it's I, a long movie, bro. It's a long I guess movie. it didn't dawn on me that was Nolan, but all right. So, oh, it also man. has a uh, also has Matt Damon, and I can't wait to you. I can't wait to you uh, review Matt Damon's character. Okay, uh, is this going to be a uh, Event Horizon style movie? Am I going to not be oh. able to sleep? No, nah, man. Mm-mm. It'll make you think really, really hard though. This is, uh, it's basically a you, physics books. This is a physics. This movie is basically a physics book. Basically. Uh, um, that okay. That doesn't yeah. bode well. All right, my turn now. This one, ooh, ooh. I got this on DVD, so you'll be able to borrow it. You won't have to spend a, a cent. Uh, this movie is directed by Richard Franklin, who I have no idea who that is. Came out yeah. in 1983. It's got a 113 minute runtime. So wasn't even born yet, bro. Damn. Yeah, 
It stars Anthony Perkins. Do you know who that is? Anthony Perkins. I don't know. I, I know you've seen one of his movies. What's that? He's he's uh stars alongside Vera Mile. Vera Miles, who is also in that movie you've seen. Do you know who Dennis Franz is from NYPD Blue? Hell no, man. <laughs> All right. Here really? we go. Every damn You're, week. Hold on. Every week. I, you sell I me a movie, undersell man. everything, but I cannot tell you. A secretly good horror movie is the sequel to 1960s Psycho. You're going to be watching Psycho 2. What? Psycho they made a Psycho 2? I thought they just made like American Psycho. Nope. That's Anthony Perkins played Norman Bates in the original Psycho. He's back as, as Norman Bates. But he died, right? Oh, no, he's in jail. That's right. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. <clears throat> this is, is, oh, it's not directed by Alfred Hitchcock. You would have said that. No, he oh. was <clears throat> gone by then. All right. Not looking forward to this, but all right. Got you. Yeah, you never do. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch it. I, I like Was that even on the that. list? I don't even remember the scene on that movie. Oh, there it is. Yep. Yeah, Line I'm pretty sure it's on the list, but I would, even if Line I didn't 26. put it there, I know you haven't seen it. Yep. Line so, 26. I have a DVD collection that has Psycho 2, 3, and 4. I need to add 3 and 4 on the list so you can't watch them. You might as well do that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's another episode of Film Soliloquy in the books. Uh, we want to thank Sir Flame for providing our music. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Set It On Flame. You can follow the show on its uh, Twitter at Film Soliloquy. Uh, if you got uh, any thoughts on any of the movies we reviewed, you can shoot us an email at filmsoliloquy at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's it you good <laughs> we back man how excited right. are you i'm pretty excited I, i'm excited i i i really want to get to the point where i have to watch hangover three i'm hoping we're consistent and uh we're back because i really like doing this part. show with you jason <clears throat> yeah man i appreciate that i'm gonna cut out that part but i like it why you don't like uh, real feelings yeah All right. i'm gonna cut that part out too <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm glad, well, man. Thank- we packed yeah. this. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for Film yeah. Soliloquy. Yeah, like we always do it this time. I go for mine and made plans for yours because I got the shine. Go buff a bar, go line for line like Kobe in 99. I'm so close to prime. Bad bitch by my side, I'm so close behind. We living in a moment, there's no post to bind. You think there was a deal that I'm supposed to sign? The game's just a mountain that I'm supposed to climb. I remember, man, 11 years old when I made it to go. Up in Fairville, I related to cold. Fresh bubble jacket, should I hated the cold. But when winter come around, we would play in the snow. They had enough North Sway, so I made it to flow.